So often in our life, we're faced with kind of forks in the road of having to make uh, decisions. We could think about it, you know, especially uh, for, for students as they start preparing to possibly head off to, to college. They have to make that decision. Where am I going uh, to go? What university or, or, or what trade school? What am I going to, to major in? Eventually, of course, figuring out what do I want to do in my, in my life? The next question may be, okay, what, for, what first job do I, do I take? Or am I called towards uh, the married, marriage life? Or am I called to the priesthood or religious life? And of course, if it's married life, having that big fork in the road of saying, okay, am I truly married to, to am I truly called to marry this person or not? There's big decisions in our life. And we're faced with them. Not every single day, but throughout our life. There's going to be those forks in the road. The same could be said as well to following God. Are we going to follow him? Are we going to make that decision to follow him or not? And as we know, it's not just a one-time decision. So often the Lord's saying, okay, continue to follow me. Continue inviting us into a deeper relationship with him. Of course, our readings today speak of this. We have our first reading today of Elijah and Elisha. Not confusing at all there, huh? But Elijah and Elisha. We know Elijah is a great prophet. He's being sent to go call Elisha to be his attendant. And he sees Elisha doing what? Elijah's out there, he's farming with his 12 oxen. And Elijah goes up to him, threw his cloak over him, signifying that he wanted Elisha to be his attendant. And so what does Elijah say? Please let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, and I will follow you. And Elijah answers in a different way than we're going to hear Jesus say. What does Elijah say? Go back. Have I done anything to you? So Elisha left him. But that's not the only thing he did to go back and say goodbye to his mother and father. He took his farming equipment. He took his oxen. He slaughtered them. He took the, the, the yoke. He took the plows to make it fuel. And in doing so, what he is saying now is he's saying, I am taking this inheritance of mine to be a farmer, and I'm leaving it behind. I'm leaving behind. I'm burning it. And I'm giving it to other people. So I can't in the back of my mind say, hmm, when I'm done being an attendant of Elijah, I can go back to farming. He has nothing left. Literally, we could say burning, well, his farm equipment are burning the bridges behind you, right? This is what he does. And then what? Then Elisha left and followed Elijah as his attendant. He had that fork in the road. He made his decision, and there was no going back. We fast forward now to the gospel. Here we are in Luke's gospel, chapter, chapter 9. We have Jesus already wanting to go to Jerusalem so he can be lifted up. A couple of analogies there, lifted up on the cross and also ascended into heaven, we could say, as well. But as he's doing this, he encounters people along the way. 
One person says, I will follow you wherever you go. And how does Jesus answer? Foxes have dens and birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. So you can follow me, but I, there's no place here on earth that's going to be that, that final destination. He sees another person and he says to him, this invitation, follow me. But he replied, Lord, let me go first and bury my father. And Jesus has this kind of, we could say, almost unchristian-like in one sense response, where he says, let the dead bury their dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. You see, we know that burying the dead actually is one of the corporal works of, of mercy. This is what, one of the things we, we do as a church. We do it really well when we pray for those who have gone before us. But what Jesus is saying to this person is, do not let this prohibit you from following me now. I have called you to follow me. Don't let your father on earth get in the way. And that's a special call to him. Of course, now Jesus goes to another person. Another person comes to him and says, I will follow you, Lord, but first, let me say farewell to my family at home. We go back. Elijah allowed Elisha to do this. But Elijah is different than Jesus. See, Jesus is God. He's not just a prophet. And so he's saying to him, no one who sets the hand to the plow and looks what was left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. A little bit different answer than Elijah gave. Why? Because once again, Jesus knows that if this person were to go back and say goodbye to his family, he may not come back and follow the Lord. The family may want him to, to stay. No, don't leave. We need you here. Probably all valid statements, except that would be, prohibit him from following God which is the most important thing we're called to do in our life, to accept this invitation from God when we get to that fork in the road. And I think Jesus says something very profound here. No one who sets a hand to the plow and looks to what was left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. See, so often in our life, we can have a tendency to look back at our life and say, if only I would have done this. I want to use an example here. So homily I heard by a priest, actually a bunch of priests. And this priest was sharing that when he was in the seminary, at St. Paul's Seminary, uh, he used to, to, he loved to run. And it's a beautiful area to run there by the St. Paul's Seminary, Mississippi Boulevard, and you can cross over on the Ford Bridge, and you can run up to the University of Minnesota, cross the bridge and by the Witch Tower and, and run uh, back. And so he said he'd go running all the time, but when he got to University of Minnesota, it'd bring back memories, because he was a student from U of M. And so every time he started running to University of Minnesota, he got back to the seminary, and his mind would start going back to saying, remember those college days? Remember like, my, my friends, like, I think now some of them are married, they're in the business world. And he'd start thinking, hmm, what if I would have done that instead? What if I would have you know, pursued that instead of going to the seminary. And he realized what he was doing was he was looking 
back. Not looking forward and not looking where God was calling him at that moment, which was a seminary. So sure enough, he had to change his running route, right? Running through the University of Minnesota is not a sin. But for him, he knew what it was leading to, looking back or longing for maybe something that we've left behind even when we made that decision. How often do we fall into that in our own life, right? Maybe in the, in the married life thinking, hmm, if I only would have married someone else. By the way, if that thought comes, we go, hmm, Satan, get behind me, right? The Lord has called me to this, this marriage, and I'm called to live in this marriage. And perfect as it is, I'm called uh, to, to live in, in this marriage, right? Because there's a reason you didn't marry that other person. You made a decision. And in that decision, you discerned that this is what God was calling you to do. You can use different scenarios all through this, right? But if we live in the past, then we're not living definitely in the future. We're not living in the present. You see, the present is where God wants us to live. God will take care of us. He is a good shepherd. He is the good shepherd who takes care of his children and invites us to do what? To follow him. And when we do this, when we follow the Lord, he's going to lead us to exactly where we need to be. Is it always going to be easy? Of course not. We can look at the story of Elijah and Elisha. We can look at the story, of course, of, of the apostles. Where did it lead them? You could say, well, it led them to, to death, Father. They, they, they got martyred. Yes, they did. But even that, where did it lead them? To a greater relationship and a greater union with God. It led them to heaven. And so in that invitation to follow the Lord, we say, Lord, I will follow you wherever you lead me, but I need your help because it's hard. And he will be there to help us. We don't live in the past. We don't look back. We don't have a backup option, especially when it comes to God, right? We say, Lord, I'm putting all my trust in you. I will follow you, and I trust that you will take care of me now and forever.